We are tonight's entertainment. You can't handle the truth. The fire rises. Pizza time. You're a wizard, Harry. So it be. You know how much I sacrifice? You think that's air you're breathing? Groovy. I don't have friends. I got family. We Oh, so no Trent. Uh, that's right, folks. It's going to be another Parth-only intro and outro for this episode, but don't worry. I'm going to try, do my very best to make up for our lack of a co-host. Um, but the, yet again, you're going to have to just hear what I've been eating most recently, and that would be a six-pack of microwavable dumplings that my parents occasionally get from Costco. Um, they're very... Uh, yummy, especially when you get home and you're very hungry and uh, don't have the mental facilities to put something together to eat. Um, I barely have the mental facilities to record this podcast right now, but um, we gotta do what we gotta do. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just gotta cue the intro. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week we talk about a film and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. This week, we're talking about Eyes Wide Shut. That's right, folks. Uh, It's our first Kubrick, and we are talking with Tom Cruise's hairstylist, Carrie Warren. He was also the hairstylist on the movie as a whole. Um, This is a cool interview. It's also part, uh, part one of two-part interview um yeah carrie was a super cool guy very british man and he talks with us a lot about you know how he got involved in the fashion industry how he got involved with stanley kubrick um he was ready to leave movie making until he gets a call from mr kubrick and then sticks around in the industry uh pretty much ever since um yeah, it's a, a very cool first part, um, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, so without further ado, I guess I sh- there's no need to delay this any further. Let's just cue the interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our interview with Kerry Warren. He's worked on such films as Mission Impossible 2, The Great Gatsby, Blade Runner 2049, and our film for today, Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. Um, So just to start off, what would you say your relationship with film was like at a young age? All right. Um, I used to go to the cinema with my parents when I was a kid. I think I'm youngest of six, and I think it keeps all quiet. And I was exposed to... Um, a lot of Hollywood movies as a child, um, which I didn't think really affected me until later life. And then when I got into the business and it made, all made sense, I thought people just naturally looked like they did on screen without any hair, makeup or costumes or lighting or 
or direction. I just thought that's the way they were as a ch- young child. And then I got wise, I guess. Awesome. Um, and so obviously you ended up working in the hair department. Can you talk a little bit about your journey there? Well, I, I, I sort of studied as a hairdresser, did my training. And I worked, then I got st- started working in the fashion industry, doing a lot of magazines and editorials and things like this. Then went on to do sort of TV commercials. And then I got asked by... Um, Ridley Scott to do a movie called Revenge, um, which a friend of mine was working on with Ridley, and they needed a hairdresser. And I said, I thought I'd see how the experience went. And that was my first intro into the film industry. Um, And then I did another movie um, called Naked Tango, which was in with Leonard Schrader in um, Argentina, and that's was the first movie I designed the hair for. And then I didn't really do any more movies because I didn't think it was for me because of the time. Um, I guess my age and, and I had sort of quite a good career in the fashion industry, so I thought I'd, I'd keep doing that. And then when I came, I came back to London to live in the 90s, and then I got approached by um, Stanley Kubrick to do um, Eyes Wide Shut. And that was my first, I guess, meet, my, my first, obviously, first meeting with Stanley. And from, yes, basically, that was it, really. And I've been doing it ever since. So you're credited as a hair designer slash stylist for most of the films that you've worked on. And can you... Yeah, uh, and can you explain, uh, you know, outside of the obvious, what uh, what your job more thoroughly entails? Well, hair designing. When you're hair designing, you're designing the look for the whole film, and you're all the actors and all the characters. And a hair stylist is you just doing the hair, um, i.e., as it's requested or as it's scripted or or whatever. And then, and sometimes I do personal. Um, so you're just doing one actor, and then I guess yeah, I, I can't give you much more detail than that. I think. Yeah, I, I was wondering: is there any sort of like uh, understood pathway for hairstylists to like get into the movies, or is it like a lot of other uh, departments where it's just like all like? who you know and getting like a, you know, happen to getting a phone call that brings you into the industry sort of out of the blue? Well, um, a lot of people sort of study film hair and makeup and, you know, especially prosthetics and things like this is a whole different field. Um, A lot of people study, like I said, study hair and makeup and get into this and start off as, as maybe an assistant on, on sets, on, on big productions or whatever, or work in the crowd room, um, which was a one way of getting in. Um, I, was, I guess I was sort of lucky. I was taken by sort of quite important people and put into a position. So I, I guess I went through the side door, so to speak. Awesome. 
Yeah, so you talked uh, just briefly a little bit about uh, how Stanley Kubrick called you up, which, uh, what was what was that like? Because he's such a, you know, titan of the industry and stuff. Well, first of all, I thought, well, I'm not doing a movie. And I thought, <laughs> but I was interested in meeting Stanley Kubrick. Uh, 2001. <laughs> exactly. And sort of, so I thought I'd go for the interview anyway, all the way traveling there thinking I'm not doing a movie. I'm not doing a, I'm not interested. I'm happy what I'm doing. And then 10 minutes into the interview, I'm saying, okay, he's a very persuasive man, very and incredibly charming. So I'm, I'm curious what happened. I mean, specifically in that uh, interview, but more uh, how I'm, curious of how it seems you were ready to drop out of the film industry and then even though this was Kubrick's last movie you were you you know you stuck around for you know the next 20 years after that you know exactly. and so it really it really revitalized you I don't know if you could speak well on it, how it, yeah it, it showed a whole different light of filmmaking for me um it was a very small crew and we knew everybody on the crew and and I worked very closely with a wonderful makeup artist called Robert McCann, who was very supportive, and uh, he's no longer with us. Um, was very supportive and a very tight-knit set. And Stanley was incredibly encouraging, and it made it feel very comfortable. And we were there for nearly two years filming, over a period of two years. So it was... I thought I'd probably never work again after that. But um, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I, I was going to ask because it's a famously like like one of the longest film shoots of all time, if not the longest. I don't know if that's been broken. But um, what was it? I mean, I guess in retrospect, now that you've worked on other movies that have a more like normal schedule, I guess, was it uh, when you look back on that time, uh, what was it like to spend so much time on a on a singular film like that? Well, you go through stages of emotion, I think, on a film set and all films. You you get it, you're excited, then you panic. Well, I do. Then I panic because I've got to produce the work. Then you get into it, and it becomes like an, a normal situation, a normal day each day on set. And then when it's coming towards the end, you go into panic again because you think, well, you've got to get another job. You might have to never work again. People will probably think you're dead, you know, if you're not around, you know, unavailable. So, um, yeah, it's, but uh, working with Stanley, because it was such a creative thing, and he was very involved in each character, the way they looked and the way they presented themselves. And he was quite personable. And it gave me, and very supportive, obviously. Can you talk a little bit about um, designing Tom Cruise's? Uh, well, I guess to lay all the cards on the table, I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan, a huge fan right. of his work. Um, so, you know, his look in Eyes Wide Shut is very iconic to me. Um, so, if you could talk a little bit about, you know, designing that and how you, the process of uh, arriving at that, I guess. Well, I wanted to sort of slightly, to look slightly, uh, sleazy is the wrong word, 
but sort of slightly not quite so clean cut as the doctor, you know, to, so to speak. Um, and I know I put in my head as sort of like a used car salesman. That's that's my that was my idea, not Stanley's, and I didn't I don't think I even discussed that with Stanley. But just the sort of look of someone with a with a head uh, hair looking like that, you know, and to get the that was my way of of get, coming to terms with the character, and um, he's great, Tom, and he was great and very supportive as well. And and were you working on everybody's? You're you're credited as yes. hair, hair does, yeah. So uh, yes. could you talk about uh, Nicole Kidman's look as well? Um, well, Stanley loved her red curls, you know, and um, and he he wanted to see the red curls. He wanted to see all the hair, sort of. And I said to Stanley, I think what's going to happen is you're going to look be looking at the hair and not her face. I said, let me just show you one thing. And I got the hair and twisted it up and put a couple of pins in. I said, then you see a beautiful neck, a jaw, and you're looking at her face. You're not looking at the hair. <laughs> and he said, okay, you've won this one. How did Kubrick's, you know, famous uh, reputation for doing so many takes affect your job, if at all? <laughs> a lot, because <laughs> shooting through summer, winter, blizzards, whatever, trying to keep the hair. And he teased me some days. Some days I'd, he'd walk on set and he says, Kerry, Tom looks like Bobby Darren today. <laughs> and, and I said, well, Stanley, I can't help the weather, you know, because we'd be outside on, on location or whatever and it'd be a bright sunny day and the, sh- the shop before we'd done would be sort of like the middle of winter in this so you know, it was it was it was it was challenging, but it was a good learning curve. And uh, because it was such a long shoot, were there times where was there like when you when it came time to shoot with the hair and everything? Like, was mm-hmm. it like we have the plan and we're ready to go and we're just going to keep doing this take after take? Or was there were there alterations and changes that you made as you were shooting? A scene, no. We we would sort of pretty much carry on with the way it looked. Right. You know, he'd approve the hair before they go on set. Um, and again, my cruise obsession. Um, just uh, if do you have any like f- fun or interesting stories from the set? Um, uh, in terms of, it seems like it was a very small, intimate. I mean, you said it's a small, intimate. Well, crew. I think, um, I, from what I can remember, I think there's only about twenty six of us on the whole crew. Mm-hmm. You know, we. We talked to someone else who worked on Eyes Wide Shut, um, mm-hmm. and I I think they described a scene of like uh, of Kubrick himself of himself like buttering uh, the cast member or the crew member's toast in the morning. So it felt very intimate. Or, well, it, as, possibly. I mean, he was it was very he knew everybody. He knew everything a little bit about everyone on set. He was very personable. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, you've worked with a lot of other uh, amazing filmmakers since then. Have you seen any piece of like what excited you so much about 
Kubrick in anyone else that you've worked with over the past 20 years? Well, as directors. Yeah, as directors. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I've worked with amazing John Woo. I, I love John Woo. That's I was about to ask. Um, it was great doing Mission Impossible 2 with John. And he, we were going to do military hair for that. And then I said to him, don't you think long hair would heighten the action with all the motorbike <laughs> scenes and, and all the slow-mo and the and the the hair flying around and on cliff tops and, and things like this gives a sense of more speed and action than sort of like a a frozen sort of hairdo. Yes. So, so more romantic. And sort of sexier in a way. Well I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I guess we have you to thank for the glorious long hair. Um, tr- well, Trent part. can, <laughs> yes, uh, Trent Trent can vouch that I am a huge fan of the hair in MI two. Uh, okay, so all all well, props to your work. Thank you. What what was it like working with John Woo? Um, I mean, he's got a new movie coming out this year too. So, right, John was fantastic. A very elegant gentleman sort of like old school, like white shirt, sort of neat trousers, sort of as, as like being on the set of in the probably in the 60s or something or probably even the 50s, you know, what I imagine would have been like work on the set at that time. Oh, yeah, uh, you talking about the uh, Tom Cruise's long hair in Mission Impossible 2 just got me thinking. Are you... Um... Are you always thinking about, in movies that have predecessors, I'm sure it's on your mind of how can I change, you know, how can I change this person's look to change the iconography of the character? Um, well, just because he's, it's so drastic from Mission Impossible 1 to Mission Impossible 2. Well, we had, we had Lee Wayne because he'd been away, supposedly. He'd been, mm-hmm. he'd been pulled out of retirement. So... We had leeway. The hair could be a, a change. No, I didn't think to change him. I was. It's only when I read the script that I thought, and it was a question of like before you before you do a movie, you you request the actors if they're not working on something to please leave the hair so we you can design free form from there. You know, sort of both male and female actors. How how do you do you have any recollections of like telling Tom Cruise that his hair is going to be like a million inches long? Um, and like, uh, was that hair difficult to maintain? I can't imagine it was easy. No, to keep the length, uh, pretty much standard sort of trimming it, you know, once every few weeks and and keeping the, the continuity sort of as close as possible. But um, no, he was cool about it when we discussed it and discussed it with John, and um, he was absolutely fine. Wow, what an interview. I know I say that all the time. But this time, I really mean it. Um, Thank you so much to our guest, Carrie Warren, for coming on the show. 
yeah, this is part one. In the next part, we talk about some more movies he worked on and uh, just, you know, get into what he's been working on uh, recently. He is a he was a very soft spoken guy, um, very humble in the way he talked. And I think we can all agree a wonderful guest. Um, and we're going to have him on next week. Um, as always, you can check us out on all of our social media which is to say Instagram and Twitter and our post well, we always update um, and post whenever a new episode is out. We're sorry about the sort of haphazard release schedules of the last few weeks. It's been a tough time. Um, I'm busy all the time and uh struggling to meet deadlines constantly my life has truly turned into peter parker in spider-man 2 um i'm just sort of a source of constant disappointment um from my friends my family and now to you the listener uh not not to make this all dark i don't really know where this is all coming from probably because it's 12 15 a.m but um no, I'm, I'm mostly joking, but uh, I am very, very busy. I do this. I do uh, our good friend uh, Adam Volrich's podcast, I Have the Duck. I um, have my own movie I'm working on. I'm working on another movie. Uh, it's a busy time. It's all. It's It's been a busy time for me. But this podcast is a saving grace for me. Because it's so fun to do, and I love the interviews, and I love the guests, and I love you, humble listener. Wow. Um, really just sort of allowing the listener to be my um, therapist. Um, anyways, uh, you can check us out next week. Uh, we're on all podcasting platforms. Uh, please leave us a rating and review. Other than that, check us out next week. Bye, guys.